Dope Discussions Podcast. Dope Discussions, gay to Erica, woke discussions. Mob ties, how they rock and think they both was cousins. Gifting you with their words so you might know you something. Just go and look for them live, they do it every Sunday. Every Sunday. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. It's gay to beat it, baby. Make state to state, baby. Coast to coast. Like the vibe, baby. Spark to joke. And we gon' bring you that dope. Don't talk with Erica, man. Talk with G. And all you gotta do is talk with me. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you Still be in singing mode when that thing be going. I'll just be like, you know, hey, we gonna bring you that dough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. That was good. That was dope. That was. I like that. For everybody. Oh, we got another one. Hey. What to do? Welcome hey, back, viewers and listeners, for another episode of Dope Discussions. How y'all doing this evening? How is everybody? How's everybody on the panel doing? Good, good, good. Doing well. Doing well. Hi, well. hey, everybody in podcast world. Thank doing you for well. joining us this evening. <laughs> Yo. We got a great show for y'all tonight. As y'all can see, we got a panel full of beautiful and handsome people. We got some hot, dope topics to talk about tonight. We might agree. We might not agree. But we all going to come away from this thing with some new perspectives. And that's all we want to do. <laughs> most definitely. And, and most of the time, we, we, we definitely are not going to agree. But the whole thing is about the discussion. That's really what matters at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. And this is our first time bringing y'all the actual pod squad roundtable discussions out to the masses, to the to the bigger viewing audience, because we usually do this every Saturday and they've gotten so good. We didn't want to teach y'all a lot of the goodness. We're going to give y'all a sample today. But if you want any more of this good stuff right here, you got to get in the pie squad. Right, right, right. Definitely go ahead and and, and and log in, request us if we haven't requested you yet. You know, and we'll let you on in, make you feel right at home. That's what's All up. All right, and we got, we got our um, viewers tuning in. What's up, Zach? What's up? Zach. Hello. Yeah. What's up, Malvin? That's, that's Queen Cole's brother. Hey. Hey, hey. Queen Cole's brother. 
They do the Royal TV, and I was a guest on their show, and it's it's awesome. I always catch that. Yeah. I catch I caught y'all show last time when y'all were talking about Lil Wayne and um Fifty and that other that other dude that half of a dollar dude. Yeah, he was. <laughs> oh, yeah. That. that was a hot show <laughs> to say the least. Yes. So, viewers, before we get into it, I'm going to go around the table and I'm going to let all of our awesome guests introduce themselves. So, we're going to start out with our newest guest. Let's go with Miss Queen Cole. Tell them who you are and what you do. Okay. Hi. Good evening, everyone. I am Queen Cole. I am the uh, creator of Light the Path podcast. I am a co-host of Royalty TV. Uh, I am a DFW vlogger. Here in Dallas, Texas, you know, I'm on quarantine. So this is what I do now. I'm on video all the time. I'm on, I'm on all your favorite Zooms. Uh, I am your virtual host of hosts. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I had all to bring right. And our next. Uh, dope. Oh. oh, I see that. You yes, got I love that. it. Color coordination is key, okay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Our next special guest is Mr. Quaylon oh, Bobby. Nice hey. hey, everybody. My name is Bobby. Um, founder, co-host of Not Too Deep Podcast. I said co-founder. That's not a founder. But I am a co-founder of My Safe Word. Um, nonprofit that helps increase sexual assault or increase sex health awareness and decrease sexual assault and a couple of other farm projects that I'm working on because, you know, quarantine gave me free time since I don't have to commute anymore. So um, <laughs> looking forward to the dope discussions that we have. Um, love the purple lipstick. Love the battle axe. For those who didn't see that, that's backstage. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Corlon, for joining us. I look forward to the discussion. Thank you for having me. So, so our next guest, he's a veteran. He's not a newbie. We got mm -hmm. Mr. Raphael Tommy in the house. What's up, y'all? No introduction needed. Raphael speaking, creator and the host of the Can You Blame Me podcast. I'm glad to be here, part of this pod squad, Dope Discussions collaboration, man. Let's get into it. Yes, yes, sir. All right. And our next guest, she is also not a newbie. She is the veteran and she always brings a, a nice um, educational classic spin <laughs> to the table. And I love it. Miss Angel Charmaine. Hello, everyone. How are y'all doing? Uh, like Raphael said, don't need a long introduction. I'm Angel Charmaine, inspirational conversationalist, author, and host of the Speak Up Sis podcast. All right. And we got Mr. We caught you doing what you do best. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's me, Alligator Aloysius Bina, co-host of the Dial 5 podcast and co-host of the Dope Discussions podcast. How's everybody doing? Um, we're having a great discussion with the panel tonight. 
I'm just telling you, the battle next oh. conversation had me a little nervous. I, I had to kind of get the edge off. You didn't think it was up next, did you? <laughs> <laughs> now we know right now. Right now. She's shy. She's shy. She, she won't She's even shy. make another appearance. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wasn't expecting that. He over there <laughs> acting like Shanene. <laughs> Goodness. Y'all already know with me. Don't expect nothing. <laughs> but expect everything. <laughs> so what we got going on for this today? I'm, I'm interested to get into some first, of these topics. I, 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 was, I was thinking about Right. I was thinking about the order that I want to bring them out in, and I was going to bring up one first, but I'm going I'm to kind of save that one to last because I think that one can get heated. <laughs> oh, well, so let's start out okay. with... I think they all could get heated, though. They could. Let's talk about toxic masculinity. And what is our definition of toxic masculinity? We hear this term thrown around a lot, and many people have their own different uh, definition of what they think it is. So roundtable discussion, what, what do y'all think? Who want to take their uh, first stab at it? Well, I want to start off by saying that I feel like toxic masculinity is always one like men have to go first. And like we run everything, so I feel like one of the ladies should start off talking about what toxic masculinity <laughs> is, because you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, we're cordial. You know, chivalry is not dead. So I feel like y'all. <laughs> All right, <laughs> smart man, like smart it. man. Like <laughs> that what was you think, Queen? And you know, that's probably what I was gonna say. You know, always trying to tell us what to do, like. <laughs> 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 You could have just jumped in there, made you mm. what you had to do. I mean, we're gonna give you it's that. Force us to go first, right? <laughs> oh wow! Wait a minute. See how they turned that around on us. See how they turned that around. They didn't come to play with y'all. They didn't come to play. Yes. <laughs> so okay, so I think then. I'll take a stab at. Go ahead. There, go ahead. Froze up a little you bit. I think you're good right now. I'm freezing. Nah, yeah, you freeze a good bit. Okay. I might have too much going on over here. It <laughs> might be. You know what I'm saying? We got, the, look, we got the fancy production studio on that side. You got the old ass sign and, you know, the light. And she just got the hair popping. Let me let me first comment on my co-host hat. Like, she got it popping. She got that okay play with my yo-yo going on. <laughs> right now. Yeah. And, and, and it, it looks good, though. It looks great. It definitely it looks great. You know, while you get take while you take Thank care you. of that, I guess I'll I'll jump in on the toxic masculinity thing, you know. And I'm hoping that I don't get hit by the young ladies that are joining us today. I appreciate y'all joining us. <laughs> um to be honest, when I hear that term toxic masculinity, a lot of times I feel like it's overused. But I define toxic masculinity as 
me wanting to take these predetermined gender roles that are out there. And we know what gender roles those are. You know, the man is the, the breadwinner. The man is the leader. The man is in control. He runs the household. It's if you, you know, you do what I say do. We take those and then we just amp them up to a whole nother level to where it not only becomes, you don't get certified to be a man. You know, and some people, they take, you know, that responsibility completely out of control, you know, without actually taking the responsibility, if that makes sense. Like they'll sit there and say, you know, well, I'm in control, I'm the leader, and they're not doing anything to actually lead. Uh, that can lead to a lot of toxicity, you know, in relationships, and especially when you look at the gender role specifically. Um, that's my thought on it. But I know a lot of y'all are going to elaborate on it. So I got to pass this. I got to pass this to my boy, Rap. I got uh, to. All right. I kind of agree with you, though. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I feel like it could be, you know, when the man is kind of like coming to house and he pretty much have all to say so. He really, uh, what he say goes and really is kind of like, it's like abusing, abusing your authority, you know, mm. just like as far as like your physical authority. And let's say, let's say, for example, you the breadwinner of the house. I put it like this. I'm, I'm good at examples. You know, she stay at home and she cook and clean all day. And, you know, and this was a true story. I'm not going, I'm, I'm going to leave the names to be unknown, but oh. true story, man. This actually <laughs> happened. <laughs> uh, somebody I know talked to me and it was like, he, her significant other was trying to convince her to move with him for like six months, like back to back to back to back. And she was staying with me at the time, you know, this person. And, um, they, this guy insisted because she was going through a rough time and he insisted. He was like, man, I got you. You ain't got to take care of nothing. Just come stay with me. Everything will be covered. You don't have nothing to worry about. You know, she stayed with me. I, we had a little agreement worked out. That's how yeah. I go. So she moved in with him. I probably, I told her, I said, hey, man, you know, be careful with how you do that because a lot of times they can come back and bite you in the back of the butt. They'll tell you you ain't got to pay for nothing. But as soon as things go wrong and things don't go as planned, guess what? The first thing they're going to bring up, you know. So sure enough, first couple months went good. He just glad to have somebody in the house. I probably would say as of like a month ago, they had their first little encounter. You know, things was going a little bit rough at work. He was going through a hard time. You know, the climate, COVID-19, everything just going kind of rough. Yeah. He told her she didn't have to pay for nothing. She didn't have to do nothing. They go to the grocery store. She He always saying, no, nah, no, nah, I got it, I got it. Man, she walked in the house one day. He was talking to his mama or talking to somebody on the phone. And uh, she heard him say under his breath, man, like, you know, she don't do nothing around her anyway. She blew up. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's toxic because, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, you telling her she ain't got to do nothing. But at the same time, it's like you trying to be this man that play the male role. But yeah. when it's time to, like a real man, I feel like, shouldn't have to throw back up in their face like the gender type of role you know what i mean like she independent she got her own she paid her own bills she can she she's very well able to but that was his choice to take on that position so if you ain't ready to take on a position don't don't try to play the role of it you see what i'm saying so i don't right. like how he threw back up in her face like 
the roles she was playing, the traditional stay at home, all you got to do is cook and clean. When at the end of the day, if you feel some type of way about it, you should address it. So that I feel like that was a little toxic because it made it felt it made her feel a little, you know, it kind of like belittled her a little bit, and she's not that type of person. Right, right. And I think you make a good point about something. If you feel like you know you owe somebody, or somebody's making you feel like you owe them, then that's 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 a, a definite sign of some toxicity <laughs> going on. Like sex, sex for example. Not using him as an example, but I, I meant to bring that up. Sex, like it's like it's like you can't buy somebody, bro. You know, just because I'm paying for everything, doing everything around here, when I want to lay with you, no, nah, this your body. You know, you don't have the right, right. to. You don't own me. We partners. Right, 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 right. So, right. The I got think one of the ladies to chime in on it. Oh, go ahead, Eric. Oh, you back? <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, to me, I think toxic masculinity is just feeling like you have certain rights just because you were born a man. And that you get a pass for doing certain things just because you are born a man. Like, I hear a lot of people talking about, you know, when men when men uh, sleep around with a lot of different women and stuff like that. That's just a man being a man. That's toxic masculinity. And then on the reverse, when, when we've taught men so long to not be emotional you can't show your emotions you can't cry in front of nobody you can't you know show your feelings and then once a man actually does that he's shamed for being a punk being weak being a simp you know and our men out here are actually dying inside because they can't express the things that they need to say you know and we as a community and as a society have program them that way and then once some man actually steps out of that and say i don't care what y'all say i have feelings and emotions and i'm going to express them then he gets shamed and i think that's toxic masculinity yeah. you're i think you're um you're right on it erica i think everybody is is pretty much saying the same thing right it is those beliefs um, and cultural norms a lot of times that make men feel that we we train our children up right to think that men are supposed to be hard and you know they're not supposed to show their emotions they're supposed to be tough you know there are some cultures where you know um, being macho and you know that type of thing is is the way that men are quote unquote supposed to be um and i think when we start talking about toxic masculinity that i believe that's where that term is directed towards those ideas that that all men are supposed to be like that but the issue with those thought processes and those beliefs is that it just breeds trouble you you start having you know young boys who are who are fighting all the time so it's going to be violent like you said you know and and i thought you were going to go a different way with it because i i thought you were going to say she she said something while he was on the phone and he got up and smacked her that's what i thought you was going to say that belief makes you make you know make some men feel 
like you said, they can exert their strength over a woman, their power. And I hate to even say, I hate using the word authority because God has not given any person authority or dominion yeah. over other people. He gave us dominion yeah. over all in the earth, but not yeah. people, yeah, right. animals and stuff. But yeah. not people. Right. So I don't want to say his authority. I will say yeah. his strength. Yeah, um, you're right. Natural strength that he thinks he can he can exert because you know he's a man. And so I, that's what I think about toxic masculinity. I would want to jump the, the meaning of it rather. Can I jump in and follow that? Because you touched on something that I was thinking of as well. Like a lot of the topics that I had written down about this topic, um, like being a breadwinner, you know, the body count, lack of emotion, you all touched on. But when you mentioned that last part, that was another part of toxic masculinity that I thought wasn't taken into consideration that men always have to be dominant and things of that nature. And like a lot of men, they don't like that. Like I know, for instance, with me, I'm chill, like I'm cooling most of the time. I'm not trying to be like dominant and aggressive and everything of that nature. And I feel like a lot of people will be like, oh, if you're not a dominant, you're submissive and you're weak and things of that nature. And that might not just be the case. So like, cause I mean, a lot of times you feel like, you know what? I don't know everything. Let me sit back and listen and like try to learn something. That's not me being submissive. That's me trying to learn something. And a lot of people feel like, and I feel like that's a part of toxic masculinity. Feel like, oh, I must be dominant. Oh, I know everything. And I mean, that's really not the case. I feel like sitting down and learning from someone that doesn't make you submissive or weak. That makes you like a better human. So I feel like that's a part of toxic masculinity that like you touched on. I feel like needed some more um, conversation on because that's a big part of it as well. And I absolutely agree with everybody, what everyone said. But what I thought yes. about one thing that I thought about that was sort of abstract is that how some women have taken on some toxic masculinity uh traits <laughs> themselves because you know yes we're breaking the glass ceiling we've made all these cracks we're getting degrees we're starting business we're doing all this but then when a man comes into our life it's hard for us sometimes to accept it and mm -hmm. sometimes we can't have those toxic traits like well i make more than you or something like that, or if he, maybe he went on furlough and he did it. And so it can cause some friction um, with women being uh, so independent, so mm -hmm. like, can we change the narrative? Can we not be strong all the time? Can we have somebody, like y'all said, you know, chivalry is mm. not it. Can we have a man, hey, open the door for, hey, this is heavy. Let me help you pick it up. Instead of saying, no, 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 I got it. I can do this. Mm -hmm. I don't need no man. Like, I need that. I need y'all to pick mm -hmm. up. I need my bad, you know, so I feel like I think, you know, we go hard on the guys, which I understand we're talking about men, but we can't let the women slide through who have adopted some of those toxic traits as well, because uh, it's important that we call everybody out like, yo, it's not yeah. supposed to be. Yeah, I saw a um I saw a meme one time and it it hit right at home cuz it said some of you women have become the men that you wish you had in your life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women do that out of um survival and then they don't know they get stuck in it. They don't know how to jump exactly. back out of it when they don't when they don't have to do that no more. But I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. I mean, because I know for me as a guy, if I see like a woman is like independent and she doesn't need a man, and like I don't feel like if I come into the relationship, oh, I have to always pay for the date. Oh, I have to like do everything, you know, 
quote unquote, that the man is supposed to do in a relationship and she's independent, that makes me want to do something. He's like, oh, let me do something to help you out. So like, if she's independent, mm -hmm. oh, you don't have to pay for the date. Um, I'm gonna still open the door because I mean, I mean, I'm a gentleman. That's what I do for like anybody. Um, if you're like, I choose on who I open the door for based on how close you are, not if you're a guy or a girl. So like that part doesn't really matter. But like, if she's independent and like she can do her own thing, like she got her own, I'm not gonna be mad at that. Like I'm gonna want to come in and help ease that load. So it's like, oh, you know, yes, you're going out and like you know you can get your own bag and everything like that. But hey. I want you to be in my bag too, just to like ease the load off for you. So I don't necessarily see women taking some of those traits of masculinity, quote unquote masculinity, uh, being a bad thing. I feel like the bad part is the toxic part where it negatively impacts you or the relationship you have with others. That's the part that's the problem, not necessarily taking on some of those traits that make you independent. That's how I look at it. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes it could be a bit of a control thing. I mean, just like it is with guys, if a woman is more quote unquote in control that could be trying to control manipulate that's where i'm saying like it can be toxic also mm. right yeah, and i also think yes. i think this yeah i think it's different levels to it because like my man said uh you have some that just they would they'll just decline every time but i guess what i'm trying to say is they say for example going back to helping you pay the bills or helping you open the door or get taking the groceries in you have some women who they'll do it without asking but if you step in and say don't worry about it i got it they, that's impressive they're looking at it like okay all right he actually is a man you know i'm gonna let him do it <laughs> then you have the others who like keep the same example you you step in and say hey you want me to get that for you let me get that for you no 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 that's okay i got it i think that's the you know more form of being toxic like i'm trying to help i'm trying to step in trying to you know uh show you that you know you a queen and treat you like a queen, but you won't allow me to. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. I love it, y'all. We're gonna take a quick break, and I'm gonna do a small business highlight right here. We got <clears throat> we got Mr. Malik Lee, who is the owner of Freedom Credit Management LLC. <laughs> they offer. Uh, credit restoration, um, getting your credit right, credit repair, getting all that negativity off of your credit, especially if you're looking to buy a house in the future, you want to get a, uh, you want to buy a new car and you don't want to pay all those high interest rates. They can definitely help you out. Their motto is we regain your financial confidence. Choosing the right credit repair firm is key. Credit, Freedom Credit Services has two decades of research to get you the best results. Our pricing won't be beat. So you can connect with Freedom Credit Management. Their website is www.freedoms-credit.org and they have a toll-free number, which is 1-844-373-3412. Again, their toll-free number is 844-373-3411, and that's Freedom Credit Management. Y'all holler at Malik Lee and get your credit prepared. Yeah, that's a good thing, man. As a matter of fact, with everything we're going through right now, you know, you want to get your, 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 your financial house in order, and that's a good start. So shout out to Malik. Y'all go ahead and holler at him. Yes. Holla. 
All right. So our last topic kind of segue into this one. It it really ties in good with it. So we want to talk about gender roles. Are gender roles a thing of the past? Are we just getting away from them? You know, it's like it doesn't matter. Man do whatever, woman do whatever, just as long as we um we agree on our roles. Or do you believe that there's specific things that a man should do in a relationship that a woman should not do, and vice versa? I'm gonna hop out off rip and say gender roles are dead. All right. Wait, no, I gotta give it to Quaylen on this one. What'd you say, Quaylen? Gender roles are dead. All right. I feel like it's childish if you feel like, oh, I can't do something because I feel like someone else is supposed to do it. Like I know one instance is like, oh, the man is always supposed to initiate sex. Nah, if you want it, like let me know. Cause I mean, otherwise I'm gonna be watching this game and I'm like, I'm not thinking about it. Like, let me know. I don't because other <laughs> gonna be sitting there mad and angry and I'm over here looking at you know the halftime show. Like hey, man. You know, mm-hmm. like I know another thing because I was looking at the women's hair on the show. Like I love the length of your hair, like I love the head scarf, I love the two-tone hair color. I don't know nothing about this hair. That's why I was like, it's wash day. I'm finna wash it and just hope for the best. Like <laughs> it shouldn't be like a women thing to know how to braid hair or how to twist hair because otherwise I'm finna walk crazy. Like so, I feel like if you if you if you're the breadwinner and it's a woman, go for it. Cause I mean, COVID happened. If the man loses his job and you feel like, oh, I got a ball out on my girl to like feel masculine, he lost his job. That's crazy. Like you know, if she got a job, okay, cool. You know, hold it down while I figure something out. Like gender roles, I feel like if you still believe them, believe in them nowadays, it's childish. Like grow up. Because women can do anything, men can do anything, like except you know, men can't like two men can have a baby, but I mean that's not gender roles, that's like genetics and like oh you know, no no, oh no, with the way this girl but see, so when you say that, Quentin, that makes me think that it's it's not necessarily that gender roles are a thing of the past. I think specific gender roles are a thing of the past. You know, I mean, being the breadwinner of the family, being, you know, the guy who brings it, well, I hope being the guy that brings in the groceries, because I live on the fourth floor. Um, You know, things like that. Uh, I think that there are some that are going to be kind of almost universal. Um, You know, you want to be with somebody who is going to be a protector not necessarily a provider you know but a protector it, it, it feels oh yeah oh yeah yeah oh yeah I, I, he gonna I, be a provider I, too yes he is I know you're strong and everything, but where's the money at? <laughs> Look at it. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Now, see, she going on some city girl stuff. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> what, I'm talking about, city, what I'm talking about is, let's say, for instance, my, my girl, Queen, right? <laughs> you know, I love her to death. But, you know, the man, the man, the man being there trying to be a protector. I don't need to hide behind Queen and Andy. I don't need to hide behind the battle axe. You feel me? But you know that's 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 that general. Like you know, we we are going to be protectors. Now wait a minute. Now the provider thing. What if to Quayla's point? What if I lose my job because of COVID? You know, you're gonna get another. Wait. <laughs> <Great>. So <laughs> let's say I, I'm working on getting another one. Is it okay for the woman to kind of pull wait for a little while until I get back on my? Oh feet? yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you so, got a time. You got a time limit. 
<laughs> Wait. <laughs> so, it, 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 All right, Trump. Go ahead, because you laugh. You sound like you're trying to uh, find a way out of dealing with Erica. Go ahead. Look, look. All right. <laughs> she came with the look, she came with the Trump speech just now. Look, it's okay. It's all right if you if you if you if you lack it and you trying to get back on your feet. Now I'm not saying deal with no bum. You know that gender roles, bums and gender roles have nothing to do with each other. You could be a bum and be a female too. So yeah, we're not dealing with them. But I, like I said, I think specific gender roles are dead. You know, I don't think all of them are dead. So then we just talk about women being too masculine in the in the first in the in the first topic. Huh. This is, if you will allow me, I really think that what 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 the with the average person or what most people, and, and of course I can't speak for everybody, but I think we're actually trying to dodge another issue when we talk gender roles. I think nowadays, like Quilon said, nowadays, and I, I hope I said that correctly, Quilon. Um, yeah. When we talk roles, like what you're supposed to do and what you, what you shouldn't do or whatever, I think we're at a place where we understand that women work and men work you know women pay bills and men pay bills um you know fathers feed their children and mothers feed their <laughs> i don't think the like you said the thinking adult thinks that there needs to be a specific role i think what the deeper issue is that most people are thinking about when they think of gender roles is gender not the roles, the idea. Mm -hmm. I, I think the bigger issue is that most people are having issues with this idea of gender fluidity. And you know, I and if we're gonna be honest, right? This is this this is this is dope discussions. I what? think that's the issue where people are saying, listen, men are men and women are women, and there are differences in the two, they're thinking sex. Um, and sex and gender are different, right? But when they when we say gender roles, if you look at the word roles, of course, no, we should men and women can do different things. But I think the deeper issue that most people are confusing with gender roles is men, you know, and men and women in terms of sexuality and in terms of gender differences not necessarily the roles i think nowadays in modern days most of us like you said thinking people we understand the roles can swap but i think that the issue that most people kind of want to skate over is they're really thinking about you know sexuality not necessarily roles well then i want to ask the women on a panel like how would you feel honestly if like you had to be the dominant person, if you had to be the breadwinner, like, and you were the one like opening the doors and everything of that nature, how would you feel like as a woman, if like you were doing all of that and your man was like submissive um, and he was like a stay at home dad and things of that nature, like honestly, how would y'all feel if like that was the role he played? You know, I'm gonna jump on this first. Uh, like, go ahead, Erica. I would feel like a lesbian. <laughs> oh wow! 
I'm telling y'all, don't play that by yo yo. Yo. Yeah, she do. Yeah. I'm going to jump in as well. Um, I think, because even like what you said, again, you're like, you know, you don't need Queen to be coming with the battle axe first. But my thing is that if we're in a partnership, mm. everything's not going to be 50-50. I was married for 17 years and some days it was 70-30, 60-40. And I think with the, um, I agree with you saying that it's played out because us women now, we ain't saying we, we're not working, taking care of the kids. We're speaking up now. And I think uh, the roles are still, you know, sort of there like, I don't I don't want to cut the lawn. That's not my thing. But then on the flip side, I don't like to mop the floor. Right. If you down with mopping the floor and I do all the laundry, then that's fine. I think do what's best for your relationship. Yeah. And to answer the question about being an alpha woman, I, that's not necessarily me. So I can't really be with somebody that's like that. But mm. where my part is not necessarily being an alpha woman, doing all the stuff and all that. But if my man lose his job, I mean, man, like we're married, not no boyfriend, this kind of stuff. My man lose his job. I'm going to be there until he get his stuff together. We're going to be putting in applications together. I'm going to be tweaking your resume. I'm going to be responding to people on uh, LinkedIn. And then if somebody do come in the door, you grab your gun. I'm going to grab my axe. We're going to protect <laughs> We're in a put all the weight on one person because that's not cool. Um, we, we're all dealing, um, healing, dealing with you know, maybe childhood traumas, maybe ex relationships. So, like, when I come together with you, like, no, we ain't gonna do that, it's not gonna always. And I think that's the point with gender roles people want to assign stuff to somebody, but. They don't want to take the responsibility, but no, I'm I'm down for because some days I may be the thirty in the seventy, so mm, I'm right. not doing what I'm supposed to do. So we can't always say that the guy is doing the the lesser of the role. So it's just whatever works for you. But for me, it's a it's definitely a partnership, and it's going to be a lifelong partnership. So I'm going to be down with you. We're going to roll. We're going to have flat tires, but hey, you can't. You need me to get the jack, okay? I'm gonna let you change it, but I, you need me to go get a jack. You need me to run to the store to get some water. Like I'm gonna be there to help, not necessarily mm. to enable a man to be a man. Yeah. He so said, answer your question like like from it. a woman's perspective, the the reality is the vast majority of women, and of course there will be a few who will be exceptions to the rule. The vast majority of women, no, they don't want to take on that. They don't want that. And, you know, and whether we like it or not, there are differences between men and women. They're just differences. They're different. They're, there are, are all sorts, not just physical that I have a vagina and he has a penis, but there are, there are uniquely different things that make women women and that make men men, period. Testosterone, mm -hmm. estrogen, and all of those things. And the reality mm -hmm. is, is that the vast majority of women who take on that dominant role, not all, of course, I'm not making blanket statements, but I, I can, I, I feel very confident in saying that many women who take on that role, they do it because they don't have any other choice. Mm -hmm. They do it because if they don't do it, it won't get done. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Yes. They've been they've been put in situ. They I shouldn't say they've been put in situations. They have gotten into situations where yeah. dealing with someone who just won't carry their weight or won't do you know whether whether the role is what it is. They just they've been put in this situation where okay. now they've got to do things that no they don't want to do. And so I'm answering your question. No, most women don't want it. Want to you know, they want the man to, you know, protect, protect and pr provide. And, and, I'm, and you keep using the word submission. And, and, and that to me is a tricky word because it's being used as if it's a negative word, as if it's a word of weakness. And it's not because we should submit one into another. And when you said that you want, mm -hmm. you know, there are times when you just want to learn something and you're learning it from your woman and you don't see any issue then then you are submitting unto her knowledge that you don't have mm -hmm. but that's not negative and that's not feminine yeah. and and i think that right. is where toxic masculinity comes in with the idea that oh because i sit still and listen to my woman somehow i'm weak and that it's was toxic but to say yeah. that like you even said i just there are certain things i just do you know why there's certain there's certain things i'm gonna tell you certain things i don't do i don't open doors for nobody except babies right old people it's not in me to do why because it's just not but as a man right. most men who are reared a certain you know as to be kind even if they weren't told to do certain things it's just in you naturally mm -hmm. to just want to do it. Why? Because there's something about your makeup that tells you, you know what? I probably should do this. But most women, they ain't thinking that. If it ain't their kid, they not opening no doors. Not because they were raised to mm -hmm. not open doors, but there's just not something in us that tells us to do it. It right, 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 right. That that definitely makes sense. So, with that being said, here's the I guess this is the question that's kind of the elephant in the room: um, Is leadership, is the role of leadership, the gender role of leadership, exclusively a masculine role? And what I mean by that is, can a woman take the role of leadership in a relationship, or is that even something that should happen? Yeah, in certain areas, you should. Yeah. Exactly. Because in certain areas. Women like, are. Yeah. Go ahead, Queen. I'm sorry. Just like in certain areas, like you were saying, you're playing the game. You know, I want to be with you. I'm about to take the lead. <laughs> but, uh, this The PlayStation will be playing itself. Oh, oh. <laughs> you're going to be doing whatever it needs to do. And in certain situations, you want to take the lead. Um, if somebody's, you know, I get out in the gas station and they don't see you, but maybe I start getting cat calls. Okay. I, I need you to take the lead, get out mm. the car, make it known that we're together or something so that way, uh, you know, to protect me in a way, not necessarily fight, but I'm saying just to make that known that, hey, she is with somebody, we're, you know, good. So they're in certain situations because you're not going to know every single thing and any kind of relationships, partnerships, you got to definitely know what your strength is. If I know my strength is not mopping the floor, I need you. I need you to take the lead on that. I mean, and that right. have nothing to do mm -hmm. with, you know, the role. Yeah, for, Let me for, read for this me. comment from Zachary. Let me read this comment right quick. Uh, I think exactly. some of the roles, 
and the characteristics that society history has placed on genders are unhealthy as individuals. It's crazy to think that we will all fall into this strict idea of what a man or a woman is supposed to do. I think a majority of the arguments in regard to gender these days are based on individuals being afraid to break out of the box that they are supposed to be in. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, for me, I'm actually a combination of both, to be honest. You know, I'm a combination of the tradition, traditional past and a little bit of the, you know, the present, uh, for example. Um, I don't mind cooking for my lady. If I'm off that particular day and she been working all day and mopping or running her bath or making sure the bed made up, making sure the kids eating, I don't mind doing that. I don't mind, uh, you know, taking out the trash. I don't mind, uh, you know, I guess pretty much traditional roles that certain men would look at as if when I get home, food should be hiding ready on the table. I don't mind when she get home, I make sure her food is hiding on the table. Mm-hmm. But in the instance of like, like you said, if it's a situation where, let's say we have an intruder come in, or you know we maybe place a horn's way, I'm a, I'm a push her out of the way. I'm a take charge. Then you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm gonna say, get out of the way. You go hide, you know, in the closet or whatever. Let me handle this. Uh, cutting grass, you know, I feel like I should be the one cutting the grass. I should be the one changing the tire. I should be one, the one performing maintenance <laughs> and stuff. If she wants to help. That's fine if she wants to help, but that's if she just wants to. But as as a man, I feel like, you know, I should be the one who maintains that and it's my duty, you know. Uh as far as like pumping the gas, you know, uh mm. I'm a big believer in uh mm. well in my particular case, this this is a unique situation because she funny hell about she she got this thing to well, she when you pump the gas, you know how sometimes it leak out the knob. She don't like that. You got to grab the little, you got to grab the little wipe and wipe around the damn knob around the tank. So if it, so if it, if it weren't for that, then I would make a selection. But I didn't got to the point to where you know what, pump your own damn gas. Then. So yeah, yeah. So with pumping gas, I'm gonna let her take charge. You know what I'm saying? But, I'm sorry. What's your taste heart? Why can't you do it the way that she wants it to be done? Man, 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 girl, man. No, man. Pumping your gas, man. I'm pumping your gas for you. What more do you want? What more do you want from me? Here come that toxic masculinity. No, that's toxic on her behalf. You, she being ungrateful. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's toxic. I, I'm out. What's that toxic femininity? Yeah, man, yeah. Because I took look, man. I'm being all. I'm thinking I'm being like you know. I'm taking a charge. We at the gas station. I'm like, hey, stop. Don't move. I'm pumping the gas. I got it. You just sit back, relax. Enjoy the music. I'm pumping, pumping, pumping. And then I notice when it get toward the end, because she know usually why I stop it at. It get toward the end. She get out the car. I'm like, what you getting out the car for? Oh, nothing. You know, just watching you. I'm thinking she's just admiring my, you know, me being handsome. He got right. I get finished. I take... I take the pump out and I put it up. I close the lid. She's like, "No, why you do that? Why no? Don't do that. Don't mess up. You know, I, you know, I don't like that." She just went on and on and on. I said, "You know what? The hell with it. All romance is out there." <laughs> that's a that's a special situation. You you should be yeah. You should be uh, let off the hook for that. <laughs> yeah, but of course, the traditional role. Yeah, man, I'm I'm I'm, I'm semi traditional, semi current. I guess you could say. 
Right. The thing about yeah. what you said though, Raphael, is is there is absolutely <laughs> nothing wrong. I don't think personally that there's anything wrong with what you just said. I don't I personally don't have an issue with roles, not we don't have to put the gender on it. But everybody need to have a job. Even when as a school teacher, mm. whenever I had and whenever my students um had project class projects and they had to be in groups. I assigned everybody a role or I had everybody assigned roles. Like you're going to be the recorder. You're going to be the writer. You're going to be the whatever. It wasn't that a girl or boy had to do it, but somebody needs to do it. So if you're in, if you're in a relationship, there has to be roles so that it, so that life operates smoothly. I think the issue is the thought behind why you, choose certain roles or why you think people need to do certain things so if Raphael and his woman are cool with him taking on those roles fine and i don't say it's to toxic even with the gas you know why because what he didn't do he he didn't cuss her out he didn't hit her he didn't go crazy he was like hey if you want to pump the gas fine toxic yep. masculinity says Heck no, you better get in that car. You ain't pumping no gas. <laughs> I'm gonna do it just like I'm gonna do it. Like that. You know That's toxic masculinity. But a man saying, I prefer to be the one pumping the gas, and then his and then he realizes that the way he's wanting to do it versus the way she's wanting to do it clashes but it's something simple so just let her pump the gas if that's what she wants to do i think that's compromise in a relationship of two people who you know who, who've already established certain roles and so that's being fluid in the roles and i don't think that's an issue when i was married my husband was the you know he was a better cook god rest his soul the kids be like mom we don't want your food like that, you know you know like you want to when he would be like, you know, Angel, you you ain't gonna cook, you ain't cook breakfast, you know. And I'm like, but you're better at it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but, but in his head, based on some traditional church yeah. stuff, y'all know I love the Lord, but I don't do traditional organized foolishness, right? So, but mm -hmm. some of those thoughts, I would be like, they don't live here. Like, can we just do that on <laughs> our terms? You cook better. Mm -hmm. You you like cooking. So why do you feel like I gotta cook sometimes just because I'm the woman? Like, why? You enjoy mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. is when I believe max toxic masculinity becomes an issue mm -hmm. when you refuse, like you said refuse to get out of the box. Like Zach said, get out of the box because you feel like this is just the way it has to be done. And that, that is when I think is dangerous. But to have roles, you need them in order for things to function well. Right. Yeah. Well, can I ask like right. one question? I know like this is like a part of it, but like this is for like my own clarity because I know personally, I don't want a housewife. I want somebody who like who has their own goals and ambitions and like they go out and they work towards that. Is that considered toxic masculinity for like not wanting a housewife? If we have like a kid mm -hmm. and like you know you stay at home to like no. take care of the child, I'm okay with that and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But like if you just like I'm gonna be at home 
while you're out working and things of that nature. And I'm like, no, nah, go out and do something. Like that's not that ain't wrong with that, my brother. Nothing no, wrong. Nothing wrong with that, nah. my king. No, nothing. Nowadays, nowadays, most women. Right. Nowadays, most women is not trying to stay at home and be no housewife. <laughs> right. And you know what? I stayed home. Uh, my my children are sixteen months apart, so they are very close. There was one time I stayed home. Uh, I think eight weeks after my son because it was uh discussed that yo stay home, take care of the kids. They, I mean, they were young, and so I'm like, okay, good. Stayed home uh, six weeks. My pantry was organized. My towels were folded. My kids were coordinated. You know, the kids were on the routine. And now eight weeks come, I'm like, nah, I'm going back to work because I needed adult interaction. I needed to get out and, you know, just mm -hmm. not necessarily be a mom, but also be who I am as well. And so right. fast forward. I went back to work. I worked a whole all that time when my kids got into high school. They were involved in so many things, which made us involved in so many things. It's sort of like I graduated to being a housewife, but that meant running the whole coal enterprise. That meant like, you know, <laughs> settling here, making this, uh, doing this. And then I also had a uh a home-based business as well. So just because I wasn't going to punch a clock, I was still making uh contributions to the family and then also bringing in monetary uh gains because i had a small business but i worked from home i just never i never went back to work after you know my kids graduate high school because it just evolved that way so it's nothing wrong with saying yo let's build something mm -hmm. and it, it takes two i mean these yeah. days shoot i mean you if you want to have um you know, want to live a certain way, it takes two. And why would you want to put all the pressure on one person? I wouldn't want, you know, my person going to work, dealing with all that, driving home, being scared if he going to stop by the cops, get stopped by the cops. Then you come home and then mm -hmm. I want to cook, clean and like, mm -hmm. yeah. so it's nothing wrong right. with that. But okay. you communicate that like, yo, this is the kind of woman that I'm looking for that I'm interested in because if she's, you know, lazy or not ambitious then it's gonna it's gonna show up she gonna be getting from job to job and drop it off and then you're gonna be like who are you so <laughs> yeah 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 so let's get into this next topic i'm really ready for this one I'm scared. Watching porn. Yeah, that's, that's, what I what I that's what I thought it was. All right. Hell no, nah, that ain't no sin. Hmm. <laughs> let, let me get my seatbelt. <laughs> hey, watch your <laughs> hands. Am I going to be the bad guy today? I think I'm going to be the bad guy today. We're not going to be the bad guy. We're going to look. It's going to be a civil conversation. It's a very interesting topic. <laughs> Who want to start this off? <laughs> I have a short answer and a long answer. Go ahead. My short answer is yeah, it is. Oh. <laughs> I already knew you was gonna say that. <laughs> and 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 y'all, I got a scripture about it. Y'all wanna hear it? Here you go. <laughs> go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, she put it on. Okay, wait, let me read this right quick. Yeah, yeah, you let me read this right quick. Let's 
Matthew 5, 27 through 28 says, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Oh. Ooh, all right. So, mm. well, they like it. So, and she, she was prepared because she had the, the, the Bible she, verse and everything. Whoa. <laughs> I this like, I found like 20 in the Bible, but I said that one would just sum it up best. Erica, here, here's my here's my dilemma when we have these type of conversations. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think part of the issue is when we have this kind of discussion with people who fundamentally have different beliefs. Because first thing, if you're not someone who be, who believes in the God of the Bible. If you're not someone who believes, you know, um, and, and, and and you're not a follower of Christ or whatever, if you're not, if you don't, if you don't consider yourself in that place, then you're probably then to then to talk about, is it a sin? I think when we talk about sin, we're talking, we're, we're talking in realms of spirituality. So, oh, yeah, do, do, you understand what I'm saying? So I right, think- I, I, I saw from I saw from a lot of the uh, answers that I was getting that mm-hmm. people they're 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 uncomfortable with talking about it, which I understand. And because pornography is so prevalent and it has become right. so, it's like everybody watch porn. I was watching a video the other day. We're like, man, everybody watch porn. That ain't no big deal. And but if I'm you're like, a believer uh, in the Bible, then 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 pornography is a no. Why? You're bringing another individual into your bed. You're bringing it. If you're a married exactly. person, it's I mean, it's just like having a threesome because exactly. you brought another woman or another man or multiple women and multiple men into the marriage bed. Now, the marriage bed. Yes. You listen. You do what you do between you and your husband or your wife or whatever, because we're talking spiritual things now, right? So once you lust for another woman or man in your heart, in your head, when you look and you want that person, you bring that person into your space, well, you have just committed adultery in your heart. I mean, I don't even understand what the discussion is unless you take it outside of spiritual things and people want to talk about all the other stuff but as the bible is very clear about that that what? if you are married or if you're in a in this married monogamous relationship it's just the two of y'all if you are mm-hmm. watching pornography you are now having sex in your head in your thoughts with your spouse and some other people i don't see how we'll you see can what i think what has happened is the the scripture that you just quoted about whatever every anything in the marriage bed is undefiled and i think people have taken that scripture and ran with it and they think just because we are not having a physical person in the bed with us then everything that i do with my spouse is 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 not a sin because I thought what sparked me to even bring up this conversation was I saw somebody on my timeline who 
is in all intents and purposes she is she's she's says she's a christian and she's a spiritual woman but she made a statement that doesn't everybody watch porn with their husband and i was like no 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 not if you believe in god you don't Mm. No, not if you believe in well, God. Not, not, not necessarily. Not if, not that you don't believe in God. If you're not a follower of His principles, you don't right. do it. That's right. what I mean. Right. So, so is, um, go ahead. So, just a thought: Is reading the Kama Sutra a sin? Like, in a pain? No. Like, yeah. I mean, that's where I was going with it. So, so here's my thought. There's, there's times that I've, I've done it personally. I ain't scared. You know, I've done it personally. <laughs> and I'm watching porn, and I'm not necessarily lusting at the people on the screen. I'll be with my partner at the time, be like, "Hey, man, that look cool. Yeah, that look cool. Man. Let's try that right there. Let's do that." You know what I'm saying? So, I, and I knew, I already knew y'all was gonna go there with that. I, that, 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 that don't fly. If if you're using it as well more of a like educational, not not and I use that term loosely here. We're educational. But if you're using it like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, I want to try that. Let's try that. You know, um, or hey, this is this is a this goes to a whole nother piece of it, but what about role playing? Is role playing a sin? Like if you're going somewhere, you have your partner, you know, dressing up as the sexy maid, or or something like that. Is that a sin? Because that's your partner, like, isn't it? It's that's your partner. You and your partner. They're playing a role that's not them in that role playing scenario. But you no, know, they're not pretending to be Susan. They're if your woman is Mary, she's just married in a nurse suit or in a whatever. She's not pretending to be, you know, she's not being Mary. And then you are wanting Mary and not Susan. And, and, and here's another thing. And this is why I don't like these conversations, because none of us know the heart of a person. We don't know the intention of a person when they're looking at a thing. So now here's the issue. If you, to me, it's an issue for me. Let me say that. If my husband wants me to dress up like Nurse Susie because he likes Nurse Suzanne at the hospital. And so when I, <laughs> I remind him of her and he gets, you know, and, and in his head and in his heart, he wants me to look like her because he's really attracted to her and not me, then that's an issue. And but here's the yeah. thing, nobody knows what's in his heart except yeah. him. So right. that's an issue that he and the Lord have to deal with. And I think as a married couple, you know your person enough to know <clears throat> he's not really paying attention to you. He's just kind of getting off on whatever. And I think that is where the issue really lies but not necessarily i mean it's 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 what's in here and nobody 
I mean, you know, but I think the 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 thing is, is when you start introducing things mm. that are borderline, right? You you leave yourself open for what comes. So I mean, I would think that role playing is one thing, but porn is a totally different thing. You're looking at real people, real men, real women having sex with one another. And a man who says that he is looking at a woman or man, depending on what he likes, and he's like, he, just I do live the he doesn't call <laughs> arousal, nothing at all. It's just, I'm like, really? Come on. That's what we doing now? Okay. Yeah. And I, when I saw this, I thought it was like, ah, just a sticky situation. Um, I don't watch porn. It's just not my thing. I can use my brain better than, you know, somebody can act out. So I don't necessarily need that stimulation. Um, but it just made me think like, okay, you know, this is this is all old, so it don't matter if I say this or not. But, you know, when VHS tapes were out, I mean, I was got married at 18 years old. So have, we, have I ever watched porn with my ex-husband? Yes. But it was just, you know, like, oh, have you ever seen it? I'm like, no, I haven't, because I haven't. I don't even watch it. So I didn't know, you know, what it was. So it was an introduction, but I think um, y'all made several good points. One, uh, Gator, when you said it could be educational, but then you don't want me doing the stuff that a professional is doing, and I'm not a professional. I don't do this for a living, so I hey, not be able so, to uh, <laughs> I don't mind you giving the old college try. Like, <laughs> Like, I mean, just being honest, like, if I see something like, hey, that looks pretty cool. You want to try it? Okay. I might not be as limber. Okay, let's look. I got you. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. You know, we, we'll work that out. But see, I think that's where it, get, it gets into a dilemma because you're asking me to do something. Maybe one, I'm not comfortable doing. And then two, if I can't yeah. get up to the standard that you were looking for, then I'm going to be feeling some kind of way. Then I got self-esteem issues, self-work, but I can't do it like... Becky on the block <laughs> on Pornhub. You know what I mean? So now yeah, so now I'm tripping out of that, and that's causing more fr friction in households. So I, I think you're opening up a Pandora's box. Right. Would I watch it? You know, somebody, I'm single now. I mean, you ain't my person. This is just for fun. Okay, maybe. But um, with my person, my man, my husband, probably not. If you want to explore and try new things, like let's connect with ourselves mentally uh physically so that way we can figure those things out hey i'm tired of doing it like this have you ever thought about this then yeah but and then the second part is that if i don't want to watch it but then he wants to watch it then that's creating a whole nother problem then maybe you're sneaking doing it because it can be addictive that's another thing that um people can yeah. get addicted to and we uh are bombarded with so many sexual sex this i mean y'all saw the video that came out uh the other day yeah so what video yeah. came out today? <laughs> Cardi oh, and Megan Stallion. Yeah. Oh, I, mm. oh, I haven't seen that. I got introduced to what WAP means, though. I was worship, like, worship and pray. That's all I'm just, I'm just worshiping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, worship we're going to call it. it. You know what? I think that it's a sticky situation. And if you don't want to open that Pandora's box, I mean, because if we're looking at threesome, you <clears> might be like, Damn, you know what you have you ever thought about? And then you know what if, what if I start liking that? And then you like, man, you can't perform up to a threesome standard. I mean, that's a lot of work for a guy. So it's like, you know, you got to be careful with introducing things into your marriage uh, that mm -hmm. is going to be 
lifelong your lifelong partner because I mean it could cause some situations that you never even thought about. So I got a two part answer. I got a two part answer. Man. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody even brought this one up. But first part is <clears throat> excuse me. First part is. I'm, I'm, you know, when I was younger, I used to sneak and watch porn and stuff like that in my mom's room and all that on the channel 99 when the, when it was all blurry and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then when I got a little older, got in my first relationship, me and my girl, you know, we used to watch it or whatever. But I mean, Erica will pull it out the fact, so I can't debate the Bible and say it's not a sin. But I will say this. I will say this, man. I'm just being real. At the end of the day. I'm just gonna pray for forgiveness because if I was in a relationship and that was what get me to what we're trying to go, hell, it might not be the first sin I commit, might not be the last. I just commit <laughs> and uh pray for forgiveness, you know what I'm saying? I hope you forgive me. But I'm not I'm, that, that don't do nothing for me. Watching porn, watching other people, that they just don't do nothing for me. But I will say this, I'm just gonna be honest with y'all, man. Transparency. Hell, I, we make our own anyway. I can, you know, we make our own anyway, bro. Okay. So, Let's be creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause see, cause see, like you know, I we are we are watching or whatever, and like I said, I I don't really it don't really get me to that point. But when I'm watching my girl, it it does you know get me to that point. So I actually benefit from it anyway. And then I'm I'm critiquing myself, saying I could have did a little bit of two step, right? You know, so. You know, it's, I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching. Yeah, I'm watching. Yeah, I'm watching the game film. So you know, it's two for one. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so why are you watching it? Huh? If it doesn't do anything for you. Then why are you watching? No, no. I'm saying the the like watching other people don't do that for me. But if I'm watching me and my me and my partner, mm. you know, we we done made a movie. Then yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. you, oh, you meant literally. Yes. Yeah, literally. It's a movie. Yeah, yeah literally. Oh. Hey, check it out. It's it's movie night. Right. <laughs> I want to go on to the movie night. Yeah. I like the thought of that, bro. Watching game. I like game that. Film. I like that. Watching game. Yeah. Yeah. Now, every time, every time I hear somebody say movie night, I'm going to be like, Lord. So my question, my question to y'all is: Do y'all that consider a sin? Y'all consider that a sin? No, because um, that is a husband and a wife that's, together that's doing your own partner. thing in their own yeah. house, and they didn't bring nobody into that. Yeah, but I think the big the issue for me with the whole porn thing is you have just introduced other people into your sexual relationship Here so what, what about anime porn all of it porn bro well like <laughs> i know like i was just saying like that's not real people porn is porn no. anime porn yes yes you gotta watch your kids they got all kind of stuff out there yeah, yeah. I know for me though, um, one, there's like two preliminary things I want to get out before I say the rest of my answer. One, I stopped watching porn a long time ago just because the acting is bad. And I was like, yeah. nah. <laughs> so like that was one thing that turned me off to it. And then like two, like while y'all were talking, I had to make sure I knew the difference between like polygamy and polyamory. Oh, so like I was over here like Googling it and like figuring out the difference. Like mm -hmm. polygamy is like having 
like multiple like wives and things of that nature. Polyamory is having multiple sexual partners and stuff. Right. Um, I feel like if you're in a monogamous relationship and you're watching porn for like the polyamory portion to have like multiple sexual partners, um, that one more so goes like for like y'all relationship, which y'all are comfortable with. So like if y'all want to have a threesome and things of that nature, figure out the boundaries between one another, be like, oh no, we could bring another woman, but we can't bring another man or vice versa, whatever that may be. Um, and if you watch porn, same way like George was talking about, it'd be like kind of looking at it like the Karma Sutra, you know, for like, oh, you know, I'm not really interested in like, you know, doing it with this person, but I've never done this position before. Wow, that's something that, you know, I could add to my, you know, my repertoire. Yeah, my repertoire. <laughs> just to, I was trying to pronounce that word, but like the one was gonna have me saying it with a lisp. I didn't want to say that. But like, <laughs> but like, yeah, adding it to my repertoire just to, you know, so you know, just so like the physical side doesn't get boring in your relationship. Cool. I don't happen to just go watch porn just to like try to figure out, you know, new positions and things of that nature. We can be creative on our own. And then like I feel like saying I, I saw the Bible verse saying, you know, you committed it in your heart. I kind of agree, kind of don't agree, just because, I mean, you're not having multiple sexual partners. I mean, if you look at music videos and put it up next to, like, porn tapes, you'd be like, they could somewhat go vice versa with it, like, sometimes, like, with the WAP music video. Like, I mean, it wasn't a lot in there, but, like, I mean, you'd be like, mm, you know, listening to it, hearing it, and then, like, watching a sex tape, you'd be like, which is worse kind of thing. Like, so I don't know if it's a sin, more so just more of, like, you know, the content that's being produced. And you can watch it and it not really like affect you and your relationship. I feel like it'll become a problem if like you're dependent on watching porn to get you where you're trying to be in your relationship. That's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, if you're like, you know, Ralph, you're like, hey, yo, we can make our own and it'd be better than like these fake actors and stuff. <laughs> No, make that like, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, if you're saying, no, yeah. I need to watch somebody else to get me to the point where I, you know, I can be with you, then that's when, like, you know, it's a problem yeah. with wow, like wow. being with you and your spouse and things of that nature. See, that's this is having these conversations, <laughs> this is where it get real sticky because for me, as a follower of Christ, not just somebody who believes in God. Mm -hmm. different there is no debating for me when 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 it says <laughs> that if you think on this other person with lust that's a no-no so it to me is not well sometimes it is and sometimes it's not and to liken it to the videos well i don't agree with those either so i mean for me these some of these videos are just musical porn. I mean, just, just what it is, you know. Yeah. So I don't see them differently. If you, I, I don't sit and watch those videos, and I don't want to sit and watch those videos. And I please let me just say this for anybody who's watching, because you're probably thinking I'm some sort of proof. Trust and believe. You don't have to. You don't have I'm to put that disclaimer in there. You ain't telling your. You, you understand? This is your real. You ain't got to explain that to them. But, but the but the Bible is the Bible, and if you are a believer, if you are a follower of Christ, because we're talking sin here. This is why I said when we talk when we start talking sin, now you're talking spiritual mm -hmm. things. And so for me, 
if you say that you are a believer in the God of heaven, the father, the, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, <laughs> who is the father of Yahshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, transliterated in English, if you say that you follow the way, the truth, and the life, then you believe that the Bible is the you know, it is the word of God in writing, right? That's what you believe. So to say that the thing you say you believe is nah, it's really not, then you don't really believe like you say you do. And I think that mm -hmm. is the issue when we start talking about sin, because when you just said polyamory and poly poly polygamy and all that, I'm like, Oh, that's simple. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, like, mm -hmm. we just grew, I mean, mm -hmm. formed uh, the three Ps. Like, to me. <laughs> and see, you this, is, understand, this is I'm why. Like, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, this is yeah, why yeah. I wanted to have this discussion because I was thinking about this this morning when I woke up. Anytime something is not right in the spirit realm it's going to translate over as problems in your practical life that's why people have so many issues with pornography and addictions to pornography and pornography breaks up a whole lot of marriages and relationships mm -hmm. even when you bring it into your marriage as a way to enhance your sexual relationship it ends up one of the partners gets addicted to it they start keeping secrets they can't get sexually aroused without it. And now there's an issue. So I feel like the sin is directly related to whatever results you get from it in the flesh. Yeah, it starts out being good and it starts out working out good, but then it always ends up being a problem. So that's why the, the correlation between it being a sin, if God is saying it's bad, you can think you can play around with it and I'm good. I could do this for a little while and then I ain't going to get no repercussions from it. But every addiction always starts with that first hit of yeah. I'm going to do this one time and I ain't going to do it no more. Every addiction starts that way. So as human beings, we always think that we can do something one time and then don't do it no more. And then yeah. three years later, you you in an AA meeting or you in an NA meeting or you in a pornography anonymous meeting for the same thing you said you wasn't going to get hooked on. So that's why God says it's a sin. So don't even tempt yourself with it because you're not yeah. strong enough to overcome it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, that's it's, very it's true. A Pandora's box, you know, you're opening up something that you don't even know what's going to be down the line. And that's what any said. At first, it's all good. You're feeling good. You're doing it. I mean, and we can even say with food, you know, you can be addicted to a certain kind of food. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're feeling this way, that way. And you think, oh, my stomach flat, flat. Then six weeks down the line, your stomach not flat. And you're like, <laughs> what is it? You're trying to figure it out, but you can't figure it out because that has become your new normal and you just don't know so it, it to me it's opening up a pandora's box if you play if you play with fire you're gonna get burned yeah. all right right i look yeah. down at my stomach and first of all i feel hit uh, <laughs> <laughs> right right but but you know what you make, make other things too i want i want uh erica highlight ryan robinson's last um comment here because it actually is really, really pertinent. We were talking about that WAP video. Do we consider looking at something like that a form of pornography? 
Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I looked at that video, baby, uh, baby. Yeah. So if, if if I'm sitting there looking at that video, am I committing a sin by looking at these these folks? If if mm. you lusting after, yeah. If you're after, yeah. You know, so it really does matter what's in that person's heart, and that goes back yeah. to what Angel was saying: is that you know it, it really does depend on the heart of the person in a scenario like this. Because to be completely honest, if I'm sitting there like like uh, like Ryan said in this comment, if you know if you're a spiritual couple, you listen to R and B, is that a sin? Because y'all know they had some nasty R and B, especially back yeah. in the nineties. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh my daughter my first child i think she's a 12 play baby so yeah i think the music uh, <laughs> has something to do with it I, <laughs> in my brain i'm thinking yeah. like okay are you gonna listen to tdj saying get ready get ready get ready get ready while you're in, in an intimate situation so yeah. i mean what, what do y'all think about that because i mean i'm I'm a 90s. When you listen to 12 play with your husband, right? So let's say you're listening to 12 play with your husband. In your head and in your heart, are you had are you thinking you're having sex with R. Kelly? Uh no. You understand? It is <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? It's are you having you know, are you watching him naked? Are you, you know, these types of things? So I think sometimes we start getting into the do's and the don'ts and it really messes us up. I think it's really plain and simple. Like if you are with your husband or your, you know, your spouse, then what y'all do together is your business. It's nobody else's mm -hmm. business. And when you add people in, then you make it other people's business. So if you're listening to whatever you want to listen to, that's your business. If you want to, if you want to freak out to, you know, <laughs> Praise the Lord, which I think is a, I, you know, I'm, 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 i who has sex with their spouses and ain't nobody in the room, but they still got somebody on the inside that they think about oh, yeah. sleeping with their oh, spouse. Yeah. Guess yeah. what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're watching porn, you are still committing adultery because you are yep. having sex with your wife while you thinking about another woman. That is adultery. Yep. And that is why I think it's not a good thing for us to really debate a lot of these topics because then it becomes this is right and this is wrong and this is right and this is wrong when the issue is a heart issue. And I don't care if nobody sees anything you're doing. If when you walk down the street today, you saw this woman and you just got her on your, your brain all day long. By the time you can't wait to get home to lay up with your, your woman because you want to release the tension that was built up by what you saw. <laughs> this woman, you have committed adultery in your heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is about. Period. I feel like, but that's, I feel like I agree to an extent to what you're saying, but I feel like that's finding the difference between like love and lust. Um, and I feel like that's how like porn is more so lustful and lust and adultery, those can go in the same term. So like I can see that portion of it being a sin, but like 
love would make it a little bit different. So like, you know, if you're listening to R&B, but you're with your spouse, like, I don't see they being a problem because, you know, you're, you're not thinking about the person singing a song. You're thinking about exactly. you and your spouse. So, like, so I feel I like- I wasn't thinking about our family, baby. I wasn't. Like, exactly. I, 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 feel like, I feel like that- I'm not going to listen to T.D. Jakes. That's not what I'm trying to do. So I feel like love and lust does play a role in it. So like porn and like a lot of the videos, those yeah. could be considered wrong. And like in America, you know, America and Christianity, uh, I feel like you look at it like, you know, monogamous relationships is what you're supposed to do. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm not saying I'm for like polygamous relationships either. You know, I'm just saying looking at it, it's like if you love these people and you can provide for multiple wives and you actually love them and it's not just lust, then I feel like that's acceptable. Like if it's like, oh, well, you know, I love Megan Thee Stallion. I want you to dress up as a horse for us to have love, <laughs> to make love like. I feel like that's when it becomes a problem. Um, but like, if you're listening to like, but it, if she likes listening to Megan Thee Stallion to like help you get off and things of that nature, like I feel like that's more so love and not the lust. So like, I feel like separating those two, love and lust, can help figure yeah. out whether if like watching porn or like listening to a certain kind of music and things like that makes it a problem for the relationship. Right, right. Yeah, first I don't of all, ladies, news no more. I don't got yeah. the Megan news. I can't get. Look, look, first, if, ladies, just just an FYI, if your man tells you he wants you to dress up like a horse, there are bigger problems <laughs> in your relationship. Yeah, right. <laughs> you right. So wrong. So wrong. All right. Let's get into our last and final topic of the night. <laughs> See, this is right here. I felt like healing. Was <laughs> healing. Can we all get some healing around here? Mm. Still listening, but I'm going to run to the bathroom because the wine hit me. I'm going to be right back. I'm still all right. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just having this conversation with someone the other night and what we're talking about. You see a whole bunch of it's very prevalent. Women are uh, promoting self-healing. They're talking about healing from their past, healing from their uh, past relationships. We got all kinds of conferences. We got all kinds of workshops. We got all kinds of academies for women to heal from their past relationships, their past, you know, childhood traumas, all of this stuff. But I don't see a whole bunch of that for men. I don't see a whole bunch of organizations uh, promoting men for healing. I don't see a whole bunch of, I saw this woman the other night, she was talking about they have the wife Academy where women enroll to become uh, better prepared to become a wife. I was like, but we need the husband academy right next to that because when they come out of the academy, who are they going to marry? And I relate that back to, I relate that back to, I'm going to read a comment from this woman who, who put in her, um, her opinion on it. And I want, I want to get y'all opinion on what she said, but I related to, if I'm in a if I'm in a relationship with a man and me and him, we both have a disease and it's a contagious disease. And I go to the doctor and I get the cure. I get the medicine and I get cured. 
but now I didn't go right back to him and I get reinfected. Mm. Why would I go and put all of that, that work and time into healing myself from all of my past wounds and become a healed person and then go get in a relationship with a man who is not healed and try to help him heal. And then I get broken all over again, right. trying to help him heal. But right. I have that, this, I want to read this comment that this woman said, she said, I need to be in on this discussion. Many of us reject the broken men as opposed to being the vessel in which God heals them. Remember, Adam couldn't become who he was fully without Eve. We wear our healing as a badge of honor and stay single because the men are still broken. That's not the intent of God's healing. Rejection has us thinking that. Hold on. Let's see. Rejection has us thinking that it does, which is driven by the fear of going backwards or being hurt again. God's word says he will perfect that which concerns you, meaning it's not up to us to guard ourselves from hurt. That's his job. Uh, what y'all think about that? There? Uh, oh, <laughs> there's, there's a lot to unpack on that. You know, I almost feel like <clears throat> you're making an excuse for ending up with a toxic person because you feel like your exactly. energy kill that person. I mean, yes. I mean, there. I feel like she actually put herself in the position of being God. Like you're in the way of this man's healing. You're, you're, you're not, you're not gonna heal him. He got to go straight to God for that, baby. You get to get out the way. But you think you can go around healing everybody? You're not that strong. Right. Exactly. And and that's the that's the point. I mean, I understand what she's saying has some validation. But not all of what she said got some validation. Like, I mean, that because I feel like people that hear that will mm -hmm. just that. Like, I'm just gonna go out here and I'm gonna meet somebody, and it don't matter as long as he got some of the traits that I like. You know, I'll go ahead and I can heal him. He got seven baby mamas, and he got all this kind of stuff, but I can deal with it. Or, and that's not even this good example. You know, he's abusive, but you know, he mm -hmm. I, I'm gonna heal him. You know, he's 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 a, a drug addict and, you know, he he been stealing all the stuff out of my house. But it's OK. I'm going to stick around with him because eventually he don't come around. That's what I feel like. You 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 you're setting yourself up for failure at the end of the day. I mean, you know, and I a mean, lot of us have done that. I've been guilty of that where I think that I'm such a good enough woman that I can take a broken man and I can love him enough to heal him, but mm. that never works. And it's to the point where either you're going to, you're going to go to school, get certified to be a therapist. Cause if you want to be a healer, then you need to go get certified to do that. But you can't be your man's therapist and his woman. You got to be one or the other. That's just like you coming into my office and I'm your therapist. And all of a sudden we start a relationship with each other. Now the therapy relationship has been compromised because I'm emotionally invested in you. You cannot do both of those, those roles for one person. Okay. Right. Yeah. 
And I think what the situation is, is that at times us women, sometimes we have that little sliver of hope. And I've said this before, is that the only time us women can change a man is when they were in diapers. We can change them. That's it. There's no other time because it takes work. And if you've done the work to heal yourself or go to therapy and stuff like that, you know, it takes work. And I, 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 people who know me know that I don't have, I don't get with project guys. If a guy says, Hey, you know, I'm having some mental things going on. I'm like, yo, do your work. We'll catch back up because I don't feel like at that time when you're doing the work, it's hard to do the work and be with somebody else because those are both take a lot of time to do. And if you're going to do the work and if you feel like we're going to, you know, get back together down the line, then I'm all with it. But while you're doing the work, I need you to initiate that because I can bring you to water, but I can't make you drink. I can't say, you know, I can believe in you all day. And if you don't believe in yourself to get that healing, then it's, it's not going to work. And that, that goes both ways. But we're talking about the male in this situation. But you can't have that liberal hope. Like, I just hope he's going to. And the more you do, and that could be enabling somebody and they can't even reach their healing. I mean, i.e., we just saw this whole thing with Jada Pinkett talking about, you know, she thought she could help heal him. Then she found herself in an entanglement. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, so um I think this kind of <clears throat> this opened up a whole pre- another previous conversation that we had. This all stemmed from mental health and mental wellness. Uh I think that us as men, I think we came a long way. We are we have a long way to go, but we've came a long way as far as opening up the realm and having these discussions as far as like your mental well being, you know. Me and Gator just had a conversation when I went and chopped it up with him at down five. Uh, yeah, we talked. I talked the man talking, did all that, but we also uh, his 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 co-host had a whole in-depth, transparent conversation about a strong breakup he had, and sure. mm-hmm. that was his first time meeting me in person. And not only you broadcasting that to me, you broadcasting that to your whole audience. Right. So you know, 10, 20 years ago, that have been looked upon as weak. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, you a punk. You tough it out. Get over it. So I, I'm going to say that. Uh, we are doing it. We have came a long way. We may have a ways to go, but I mean, even myself, you know, we we talked about this in the past. I even opened up a segment to where I give men a safe space using angel words to, you know, uh, display whatever it is they got going on, whether it's depression, anxiety, feeling suicidal, you know. So, and you have artists now, you know, that I spoke of before, Kevin Gates, uh, Rod Way, you know, uh, actors everybody now it's kind of become more of the norm to where if you a man and you open up some of the strongest men that you see and they say hey man i was just in a bad space you know yeah. i was feeling like this i was feeling like killing myself i was depressed so you know i i feel like we are doing our healing now we just may have not came as far as women have come over a period of time but we have evolved you know so true yeah Great. Um, I'm gonna slide in here just because one, the episode of the Down Five podcast that he um Ralph was talking about where he was featured on that was a great episode. I think everybody should check that out. Um, and, yeah, and two, I feel like it's a good time to plug the Black Man Lab. And what the Black Man Lab is, it's an organization here in Atlanta where we would meet every Monday at six thirty, and we would talk about a bunch of different topics, whether it be like black men and how 
to support black women or black men in the film industry or black men um, in the education. And I just talk about a bunch of different roles and a bunch of diff different topics. And it's an intergenerational thing. Like the youngest person there has been like five, the oldest person there has been like in their mid seventies. So like it's an intergenerational meeting amongst black men talking about real topics. Um, and I just feel like that was a good time to plug the Black Man Lab. They usually meet Mondays at 6.30, um, you can find them. Um, but besides that, I would wanna say, because I feel like women, they'll heal quicker than men, yes, but they also play a role in how slow men are healing because women will heal and then they'll go back and then they'll settle. And right. that doesn't help the man. And then it also doesn't help the women. So I feel like, for instance, I feel like, um, this is just like full transparency. I feel like women and like sex and like the body parts that y'all have, it really runs the world and it can really impact what men do. Because yeah. they'd be like, oh, if I'm acting a certain way, I'm not able to get like, you know, the physical pleasure that I want. Let me figure out what must I change to do that. And like some men, they'll either be like, oh, you're asking for like X, Y, and Z. Well, I'm going to just find somebody else. Okay, cool. Then women, you don't have to settle. You'd be like, that's obviously a red flag. Let me, you know, stay steer clear from him and like let him <laughs> like go to the lower tier, lower tier of women that he's looking for. Cool. But like if all women are like, okay, so we've all healed and you aren't able to like get access to my body unless you've reached a certain standard, it's going to force men to like step up and figure out what's wrong with them so they can change because physically they're going to want that and they're going to be like, oh, well, what must I do to get that? And whether it be like, okay, cool, if I could just, you know, drop uh, $500 at Roof Chris and then I'd be able to get this, cool, then I'm going to just stick with that and just keep with, like, you know, my terrible ways. But if you'd be like, oh, no, I have to be like an actual wholesome human being and, like, talk and communicate my feelings, things of that nature. Right, right, right. Cool, I'm willing to make that <laughs> sacrifice to get what I want. Like, honestly, that's, like, how we work. Like, well, yeah, I'm not gonna speak yeah. for all men. That's how I work. Is like, uh, so it's like that's something that you know that's gonna come apart. I'd be like, you know, if the women hold themselves to a higher standard, then the men are gonna be forced to hold themselves to a higher standard to get what they want. Awesome. So I feel like with the women healing, the men can do that as well. Like, and even without the women, which is why I feel like you know, with the black man lab, it's important for it to be like just men, so like the women aren't involved, but indirectly, y'all are still involved because we're really trying to like get with y'all. It's trying to figure out how can we do that, and if like healing ourselves is how we can do that, we don't need women to settle because then we're not really like learning from that. We're just more so manip manipulating and using y'all to get what we want, and we're not really like growing from that. And then, like you said with the example earlier, both of us are just like infected and toxic again. So it's like that's how I'm looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> I had to give you a round of applause. I had to give you a round of applause. I was and I was just gonna say, I like you. I like you. <laughs> I, and I think I, I commented on your on a post in the past. But anyway, first I just want to just appreciate you because and I'm just assuming you're younger than the rest of us, just because you look younger. Yeah, yeah. So it just just could be that you know. Hey, black on crack. Y'all look my age, but like I feel. <laughs> I think it's a beautiful thing to to hear a young brother who actually, you know, thinks 
and is articulate. You know, I think many of many of all most of us can be. We just choose not to be. And so it's a thing to make a choice to, you know, to to think, to use your own brain and to make decisions for yourself and to actually be able to articulate those thoughts, you know, in a way that's not demeaning, you know, and that's hurtful to other people and things like that. So I just want to appreciate you. So I'm glad you gave him the round of applause because I was just sitting here like, yes, yes, <laughs> in my soul. Um, so I, what I wanted to say, and y'all can't see, I got right here because bought, bought into it. So, you know, I, 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 that's what I do. Um, but before yeah. I go there for the question itself, um, you know, women are focusing on self-healing. Are men doing their healing as well? I, I want to bring up the idea also that whether we like it or not, men and women are different and the way women heal is different and and the and the the techniques the strategies the things that we use because we assume that okay with women for the most part we talk things out and the way that we if you ever study human growth and development study you know women and men and differences then you the, the reality is is that we we find community talking it out when when a woman is having an issue the way that we soothe one another is to show that we've been there so so you know a woman mm -hmm. might she might say you know my man cheated on me and every woman in the room is gonna be like girl let me tell you you're not alone we're gonna share that's how we do we can't expect because we don't see men doing what we do that they're not healing and and like ralph and 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 the other gentleman said is men are doing the work we see we i see a lot of men who are doing the hard work of hard work but i think sometimes it just looks different than what women look like when we're doing the work and yeah. so we don't want to give them credit for the work they're doing because they didn't do it the way we do it and so then it's like, man, you know, I can't win for losing. I'm working on this the way I work on it. But because I'm not doing what you want me to do or the way you want me to do it, you say that I'm not doing it. Or if you're not doing it at the pace that you think I should be doing it, then I'm not doing it. And I think we should be careful to not expect men to go through their healing process in the exact same way that women go through their healing process. And this makes me think, and this is kind of a sidebar, um, you know, when you're dealing with uh, like the um, the DJJ system with Department of Juvenile Justice, um, you know, prisons and things are actually designed for men, not women. But you've got a lot of young girls um, and women who have been thrust into, you know, into prisons and to juvenile systems, right? And I did some research on this a while ago because I was just interested in it and was thinking about transitional homes. But anyway, and what I found in my research is that a lot of women are, have issues with rehabilitation, a lot of young girls, because the system was designed to rehabilitate men. It's a bit faulty for men, too. However, th what they're doing to make to get men to, to dress right dress doesn't work for women. 
doesn't work for girls. And so when, when those girls come out, they actually have absolutely no supports put in place. And even a lot of the supports that, that, that uh, uh, incarcerated people have when they are no longer incarcerated, the supports are designed actually for men, not women. And so women need community. Women need other women. Women need to talk and things of that nature. But a lot of the programs are not designed to rehabilitate women the way that they are, the way they work for men. And so you'll see that a lot of women don't get the supports they need. Why do I say that? It's sort of switched when you think about healing. On the outside, women are into the healing, healing, healing. And there's a way that we do it. And we just think that if we just create the same thing for men, that it'll work for them. But that's not how it works. It's not. And men have to be able right. to heal the way that men heal. And I think that the initi initiative that you brought up, it sounds beautiful because it's, it's, a, it's men designed by men, organized by men, mm -hmm. brought by men. And so you all know what you need without women trying to tell you you're not doing it right or you should be doing it this way or that way or this is all wrong because you're not y'all need to talk more you need to you know whatever um and then my last my last point which i'm going to try to make it very brief is to the the woman who made the comment at the very beginning that you read erica first thing God didn't make woman for a broken man. Let's just not even put that out there. Please don't tell another soul that God made gave man a woman because he was broken. That's a lie. No truth in that. It's just not. I was going to respond to her comment, but I said I got a platform. We'll we'll respond on the platform, baby. <laughs> right, right. But that was my problem with that. That was my so problem with it. If you go directly to the word, God had already made the man. He had already put him in the garden. He had already commanded him as to what he was supposed to do. And everything, man was complete and whole. And, and that yes. woman came to add to him, to be a yes, complete for him, to be a helper for him, for them to work together in the garden. Not for him to complete, not for her to complete him or to mm -hmm. you know, be, be glue in some broken pieces. That's not true. And then when you go over into the New Testament, because we, we want to play these games, so let's go ahead and do it. The Bible says that a if you as a believer marries a non-believer, if you choose. Cause it's a choice. Mm -hmm. If you choose to marry somebody <laughs> busted and disgusted, God will honor it. Cause you chose to walk into it. But the Bible says <laughs> that is your life. Why did I just do that? You got it. I didn't mean to do that. I liked it though. I like it. <laughs> if you make a choice to marry someone who's broken don't say god said that was for you to do that's not true you made a decision probably because you broken probably because you got some issues and you mm. wouldn't attach joseph but we're gonna go there don't say god did that because that's not true but what god does say 
is that it is your sanctified life. It is the way that you live upstanding to him that will that will help to sanctify that man's life. But it is God who makes the change, not you, woman. Right. And vice versa. If you are a man who marries a woman, mm -hmm. who life is a mess. It's because you chose to. But if you do what you're supposed to do, then God will begin to work a change in that person's life as you live the way that you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But God didn't put that together. You did, and he honored it. So I'm going to leave that there. Yes. And where do we uh -huh. send our offering to? Where do we send our offering <laughs> 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 well, we, 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 need, we need the shouting music. That was just clap. Yeah, and and you know, I, it kind of it kind of pained me a little bit when she said that women are wearing their healing like a badge of honor. Like, <sighs> huh? Yeah. Say what now? So we're not supposed to be proud that we have done some work on us and that not not that we're going around saying that we did it because God did it. That's we just finally submitted to him and let him do the work on us. We're not taking the credit for it. Yeah, but you know what? I don't think she was referring to, to somebody like you. I think she was referring to people who like always posted online, talk about you know, oh, I did this and I'm this and I'm that. And they're still self-gratifying themselves for the healing that they went through, you know. And, you know, guys <laughs> approach them and they're like, no, you're not, you're not on my level. I think that's the people that she was, you know, addressing. <laughs> not necessarily somebody like you and Angel and Queen. She's addressing some of the... But see, I'm, I, but I'm, I'm all for women, so sometimes, you know... I, I don't know what all that woman been through. She might deserve that moment to say, "True, you, true. you're not on my level no more, bruh." Probably ten years ago, but right about now, mm -mm. I mean that's that's true. That I mean, she might be on that level now. I mean, I'm not saying that she should discount the men in that scenario, but yeah, I feel that. I can understand. And is different like you could meet a person who is is working on themselves mm. but y'all not married that's not to say now i understand what you're saying gator it's one thing because we ain't talking about no powerful spirits either we're not going there right but it's not about right. you going oh i'm here get your stuff together i ain't fooling see then that, now you operate in a powerful spirit because mm -hmm. you don't remember that you was broken too that's different right. so my thing is if you meet a person if a, if a woman who has done her work or she's in the process of doing her work because it's continual healing is lifelong let's just say that yes. but a woman who is further along in her journey she meets a man who's not quite where she is and they just kind of have a connection. There's something that connects them. I I don't I'm not gonna say that she shouldn't she shouldn't you know talk with him or get to know him yeah. because in their getting to know one another, she could possibly be there to you know to help him, not to enable him, but to you know they can get to know each other and that kind of stuff as God is working on this man as well. The the problem I see is when we rush into marrying 
this yeah. one now because that's not to say that god hasn't brought you together you are on 10 of your healing and he's on five god may have brought y'all together so that you can work things in a, in this space together and then what and then listen he may get up to 10 while you are dating and getting to know each other and that kind of stuff just because you're dealing with someone who's healing doesn't mean you got to pay his bills you know buy him food pay his mm. rent you know that's different but yeah. so i'm not gonna say that if i met a man who was in his healing process he's not as far along as me I wouldn't say that I would dismiss him. I would seek heaven and be like, okay, why is it that this man is in my life? Because there's clearly a connection. I'm attracted to him. He's attracted to me. I feel like there's something here, Lord. What is this? And it could just be the timing for y'all to be an item is not the right time. It's just mm -hmm. time for you to meet. Be friends. Right. Yeah, that, you, can, you might be an inspiration as he right. sees he can be a witness, a witness to your life that might inspire him one day down the line. Y'all might turn into something else. Exactly. And that's, that's that that's heart issue. It's your heart issue. When you mm -hmm. get healed, do you take your healing as a woman as I did this? Do you take, are you proud? Cause you feel like you finally did the work and everybody else need to do their work. See, now you got a powerful heart. It's different when you do your heart work and you say, it's by the grace of God that I'm in this place. That's a mm -hmm. different posture of your heart. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, I think that, go ahead, Queen. Just like what Erica's saying at the top of this, you were saying, you know, you can't be that person's therapist. And what I've noticed, uh, because I have done the work and not necessarily that I'm proud of it, but I do protect that. Like, yeah. Cause I know, you know, what my weaknesses are. You still have some, like you said, mm -hmm. lifelong uh, healing, but I can um, attract guys that need healing that, and that to me, I have to protect my healing because that can be what he was saying. Like I'm settling, I'm bringing myself down. And what usually happens with me is I become that person's therapist. So once you become your therapist, mm -hmm. It's hard for me to get <laughs> yeah. romantic. Yeah. Yeah. Once I'm a therapist, you clean, you know, this and it's, it, 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 I don't want to say it's not attractive to me. It's just something that I'm like, okay, you, you're not in the space for yeah. romance at yeah. this time. And I yeah, think right. it's okay for us to say that. Like, yes, you know, we can be cool, but right now, I mean, and there were times where I was in a healing process. I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> It, this ain't a good time mm -hmm. for me to be connected with somebody because I'm trying to do the work. Well, of course, with God, but I'm in the process of, and I don't yes. need that distraction because it will prolong your healing. I yeah. agree with this. There's another thing I wanted to say too. Sometimes, and I'm speaking for myself personally, I'm in, I'm, I feel like I'm over the hump, but it's like you said, healing is an everyday process. Yeah. I can connect with somebody who's broken and they can trigger some old stuff in me that will bring me all the way back to where I started from. And that's where I have to draw the line and protect right. myself and be like, I see something right. in this person that can take me back where I used to be. And, and I can't do that no more. Right. Exactly. It's all about putting the antennas up, man. 
You got to put the antennas up if it's about discernment. Like, I, I put it like this. Let's say, for instance, you know, you you ready for winter. You got your winter coat on. You know it's going to be 30 degrees outside. You ready to go. And then you meet somebody who's in the season of summertime. You know, so when you get with them, automatically you're going to be uncomfortable because you're going to be hot. You're going to be like, oh, no, wait a minute. I'm overdressed for this occasion. You know, so you have to realize that, you know, it really does matter what season you meet somebody in. They could be in a completely different season of their healing than you are. So That's you really good. have to kind of look at it and say, you know what? You know, even though I like you, you 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 good people, but right now it's too hot where you at. You know, I, I just can't be maybe you'll meet maybe you'll meet maybe you'll meet a different time, you know. Well, like right now, it's too hot. So yes, yes, <laughs> mm -hmm. yes, y'all. Thank y'all so much for 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 taking time out on this Sunday evening to come and have a dope discussion with us. I have thoroughly enjoyed it, and um, anytime y'all want to come back, dope discussion studio is open. Yep, yep. <laughs> shout out to Quaylon, shout out to Queen Cole, shout out to Raphael Tommy, Angel Charmaine, Gator Live, and your girl Erica. We are out. Y'all have a great evening. And let me see something. I, I have something for y'all. We have a, I'm going to start trying to M, um, Put this in to make sure I let people know. Tune in next week because we're going to be talking about Ooh, are you toxic good. and you don't even know it? Because there's a lot of people around right here, they throw that word out, but then it, that's a boomerang. That's a boomerang because when you throw it out, usually it come right back to hit you in the head. Like right. we have some toxic two that we don't even recognize so that's what we're going to be talking about next week you know what i'm, I'm looking forward to this one because i i don't feel hit but i kind of <laughs> feel hit <laughs> no, 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 no. i ain't gonna lie the uh the um the downfire podcast which i was talking about that inspired this yeah i know so, i yes. can tell <laughs> you know <But> yes. what? <laughs> okay so so ladies i'm not toxic what we're discussing right now <laughs> is possibilities of toxic behavior okay so you can still hit my line my dm and all that kind of stuff no, you are not inviting them into your DM, Gator. You know what? I, I, I just showed Eric some of the DM. I probably don't need to do that. <laughs> this segment is brought to you by Maps Media, the next best podcast competition. This is an elimination podcast competition that will crown the audience's favorite podcast. So please make sure you follow us at dope discussions underscore pod on instagram so you can vote for our segment starting monday it was going on if they to beat it baby so one of the things that people keep asking me about and hey if you've been on any of my lives if you've seen me at whether it be 11 a.m in the morning or 2 a.m in the morning you know, every once in a while, if you peep on my live, you'll see uh, my pets. 
along with me. I call my kids. Uh, I'm big into reptiles, specifically snakes. Uh, I've had, you know, snakes for over 20 years uh, that I've kept them and learned a lot about them. Um, so the first thing that people say to me or ask me after they pass out and they wake up and they come to, they always are like, well, number one, why you did that? And for the more adventurous and curious, how do you do it? How do you keep them? Because to be completely honest, you can't just do it like a fish where you buy a bowl and you just drop it in there and it'd be good. And it's not necessarily like a dog either, where as long as you buy it, you know, crate train it or, you know, put some puppy pads out and pour food, it's good. You know, there is a little bit of work involved when you're dealing with reptiles. And like I said, specifically snakes. Now, the current snakes that I have, I do have three currently. I have two morph ball pythons and I have a uh, albino boa constrictor, my big girl, Gamora. Um, when you're dealing with snakes, first you got to realize that snakes have different needs. You know, they have different temperaments. So it's really important when you're deciding you want to get a reptile or get a snake, like I said, more specifically, um, what type do you want? You know, some snakes require more, uh, I guess you could say, legwork than others. For example, uh, if you're a novice beginner, I would never say go get a uh, Burmese python because their requirements as far as space and as far as um, humidity and all those things are a lot more than what a standard ball python will be. Plus, Burmese pythons will get to be about 13 feet, and you don't want to start out with a snake that's, you know, as big as your hand, and you've never had a snake before, and all of a sudden it'd be, uh, you know, as big as your, you know, stretching from one side of your bedroom to the other. So, first thing you got to realize is you want to start out slow. So, you want to start out with something that's going to be smaller. So, you want to go and look for a snake that will be, you know, maybe in that smaller range, but that are pretty durable and easy to, to kind of maintain. My personal thought is that every snake owner should begin with a ball python. Ball pythons are pretty durable. They're not as sensitive to changes in environment and everything. At least you're not going to kill them. So it would be a good thing to start off with. Um, and the second thing, once you pick your snake, um, and, and also corn snakes are good. Uh, milk snakes are good for beginners uh, as well. They stay relatively small. Um, corn snakes may get, may get two feet at the max. Um, so it's a pretty small snake, easy to handle, you know. Um, and, you know, they do have a little bit of a bitey temperament. That's why I say ball pythons. Ball pythons don't really have that bitey temperament. And even though they get around four feet, and that takes a long time for them to get that way. Second thing. Make sure that you have an area that you could actually put these snakes. They don't, you can't put terrariums in drafty areas. Um, so the third thing, terrarium, you just mentioned, you heard me mention that word. Terrariums are kind of like fish tanks, basically. As a matter of fact, you can make a terrarium out of a fish tank. One of the questions that I get a lot is, you know, I, I don't have the money to set up a you know a whole like enclosure like i see on all these youtube videos because youtube videos when you see those they're in optimal condition and all that kind of stuff hey 
easy way to take care of that. And this is the best way to do it. First of all, when you go to Walmart, and yes, I did say Walmart, go to Walmart in the fish tank section, they usually sell these terrariums for like $14. And they don't say terrariums, it just says a fish tank on it, right? And it's about a 10 gallon, right? You get that. And then they usually sell the lid uh, for those for like $10. So that's $24. That's a lot cheaper than the 80 to $90 setup that they'll sell at Petco. Um, so once you get that, then you go to your local PetSmart, your local Petco, and you buy some clamps. There's like counterweight clamps that you can put on there. It costs like $3. So there's your counterweights. So that means that the snake can't get out. Because that's the main thing a lot of other people want to know. If, um, how do you feel safe in there with your snake in there? Don't you think they're going to get out of there eventually? No, they're not because you use counterweights. Um, the other thing that you want to do, and like I said, that's pretty cheap. So already we're, we're, we're under $30, okay? Next thing, you want to get a hot spot, a, a heating pad. So a lot of people will tell you that ball pythons do well on hot rocks. The hot rocks are these little, um, like little electric things that you can put inside of a terrarium. I will tell you this for a fact: a ball python will cook themselves on that, so you never, ever want to do that. Okay, so next purchase you're going to do is what's called a heating pad. Now this heating pad goes underneath the glass terrarium. So once you put that heating pad on there and you plug it in, it heats the the ambient temperature inside of that particular terrarium. Okay, so you got that. So you got your heating together. You got your heat source. Well, part of your heat source, because the next thing you're going to need is you're going to need lamps. Now, this is something that's been contested a lot in the reptile industry. Um, for ball pythons, for corn snakes, yes. For boas, no. Boas actually function better without the heat lamps. Um, however, um, if you want to do like a day and night cycle, for your ball python, which is the healthiest way to go, then what you do is you buy the heat lamps. Now you can buy them at Petco as well or at PetSmart. Usually they're on sale, uh, usually around $7 for the lamp. The bulb costs the most. The bulb is like maybe $10. Sometimes you can find them for a little bit cheaper. Um, go with that uh, if you can. So when you do that, make sure you have that. So you have your whole setup pretty much except for a couple things. So now we're at maybe what, $40 or almost, $45, I'll give it $45, okay? So uh, the big thing that snakes need is something that's called a hide. Now, hides are these little areas where snakes can kind of crawl into and do exactly that, hide. So. A lot of people, if you go, if you go into PetSmart, Petco, anywhere, you see these hides, and they're really nice looking, and they look like rocks, and you know all that kind of stuff. Some of them like natural environment, but guess what? Those things cost about thirty, forty dollars for a little small one. The best thing to do, especially if you're a starting um, snake enthusiast, go to the dollar store, get you one of those bowls that they have that are plastic bowls. Take your pair of scissors and cut a hole in that bowl and put that in that terrarium, okay? When you do that, it allows the snake to have that hide. You don't need the expensive hides, you know? And if you really want to get, you know, creative later, 
you can, you know, customize that bowl if you'd like to. I've, I've made, um, you know, styrofoam outsides for the bowls, you know, and made it look like the, those same rocks that you see in Petco for like 40 or $50. I've made it look like that for like five. So yeah, just do that. That's your starting thing. You also want to have a water dish for ball python, for corn snakes. You just need to have a small water dish. They don't submerge themselves in that water. They just come to drink. So make sure that you are going to have that water dish in there. This is another thing. You don't have to pay, you know, $20 for the water dishes they sell in these, these pet stores. I use glass water dishes for a couple of reasons. Um, and there was number one, they're a dollar. <laughs> you know, you can go to Walmart and buy a glass water dish of a sizable amount for like a dollar, or you can go to the Dollar Tree and do it. Um, and it'll be even a little bigger at the Dollar Tree. Um, number two reason is because it has some weight. Glass has weight, and it allows the snake to prop themselves up on it if they want to and not fall over and spill water everywhere. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but number three, and this is the most important reason why I do glass. So snakes can have something that's called mites. Now, mites are like fleas on a dog, basically. Um, if you buy, and I don't recommend you buy any reptiles from a, 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 a reptile show or whatever, because they usually have mites. Um, but if you decide that you want to get a snake, this is something you have to be aware of. There is such a thing as mites. Now, mites are very rare. And to be completely honest, I've only had a mite situation in my 20 years of dealing with reptiles once. And it was one of the most horrible experiences that I've ever had in my life. Now, they're not going to get on you and they're not going to bite you, but they will kill your snake and they will infest your snake and they will infest that tank. Once they're in there, it's hard to get rid of them. I'll have a whole nother tutorial on how to get rid of mites another time. But when you have a clear water bowl, you'll be able to see if that snake has mites. Ball pythons, when they have mites, they will submerge themselves in that water dish. So make sure that you're paying attention to what that water dish looks like. Um, and that's why glass is so important, because it makes it easier for you to see what's going on in, the, in that dish. Um, last thing we need, so already we spent maybe $55, maybe $60. I don't think we spent that yet. Last thing, you want to get bedding. Now, bedding is basically the they call it substrate and it's what the you put it to line the bottom of the the snake's tank um aspen bedding it's to me is the best kind to use okay so aspen bedding is and you'll see it it'll say snake aspen bedding uh now this is one of those things you 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 know you definitely want to <laughs> buy in bulk because you're going to use it a good bit um you know a big bag i have a um I have three snakes and I have a, well, a $30 bag of it and it has lasted me about a year. So that's just how, you know, how big those bags is and how cheap it is. That's is pretty cheap. You, you get other products, those products may hold humidity better, but they're also a lot more expensive. Okay. So you just heard me speak on humidity. So one of the things that you have to think about when you're dealing with snakes is that they need their humidity. Now, some people will put them in a humid, uh, a very uh, like a humid area in the home. Um, so I've, I've seen people use humidifiers in their snake area, you know, 
one of the things that you could do is you can actually buy a you know little spray bottle like a mr spray bottle if you'd like and you know heat some water up purified water this is the other thing make sure you use purified water when you use tap water even when you're giving snakes water when you use tap water it could be a little bit of an issue um you know depending on what chemicals are in your water so use your purified water it's, it's fine you can just get you know um you know like a brita filter or whatever to, to use the water for their bowls or whatever so and also when you miss the tank so you buy that little spray bottle you heat that water up till it's almost you know until it's hot, I should say, in the microwave. You pour it in there, almost as hot as you would do if you were doing tea. You put it on like a, a misting spray on that spray bottle, and you spray it around in the tank. Now, that allows it to be kind of warm. It elevates the temperature, and it gets it humid pretty fast and keeps it humid, especially with aspen bedding. Now, here's the other thing with that. You want to, with ball pythons, you want to keep the humidity around around 80 okay um so make sure your humidity is around 80. um now here's the thing they in in pet smart and in walmart actually they sell what are called you know temperature and hydrometer or hydrogenometer or i don't know how to pronounce it right now it's the thing that measure humidity so they sell these in a kit right make sure that you get a kit that doesn't have any adhesive. And the reason why is because if that snake gets curious one day and you put those pieces inside the tank, which is what you're gonna do, you're gonna buy those two measurement dials and put them inside of your tank. If it gets a little curious and it pulls one down, it can get stuck to their skin. And once it gets stuck to their skin and scales, it, it, it gets pretty ugly. Um, so what you do, and, and I've done this recently, uh, you can get the kind that has a Velcro backing. So the adhesive actually sticks to the inside, but the dials are stuck on with Velcro. So if the snake pulls it down, it pulls it down, okay? The, the, you might think that'll be a lot more expensive set. No, not really. That whole set costs maybe $12 at the max. So now we've done substrate. You know, we've done all this stuff. We're right at $100 at this point. So you've got your setup, though. You've got your full entire setup for you. Oh, wait a minute. So you've got your full setup except for one thing. Ah, you've got to get the snake. All right, so here's the thing with the snake. <laughs> okay. Um, if you go to, like I said before, do not buy them from reptile, like uh, these reptile shows. You can go to a pet, a pet smart or Petco. PetSmart usually has ball pythons on sale for $39.99 and they're the babies. And I always recommend that you do that. Go get you a baby ball and learn. You know, baby ball pythons are superbly durable and they can actually, you know, stand up to the abuse of you trying to learn how to care for a snake. Um, and also, Ask somebody who has snakes if you have any questions, or you know you can even YouTube it. Like I said, your your enclosure, your your terrarium may not be as pretty as the ones that are on YouTube, you know. But that just you know is how it is. As long as you have your substrate, as long as you have your water bowl, as long as you have your hide, as long as you have your heating pad, as long as you have your light on the top of the tank, 
where you could turn it on during you know the day if you want to turn it off at night as long as you have those things you're fine and besides 39.99 i hate to say it like this because i love my animals but if you spend 39.99 on a snake and and it passes away then it's it's forty dollars you know it's, it's not the equivalent of going on sites like morph market which i love morph market um they sell a lot of pretty pretty colors of python and different type of shades and they've got black and white and pied and you know xenomorphic and things like that and exanthic and those things cost like i know anything about caring about a snake you may end up making a bad investment so make sure that you go just go to PetSmart and, and get a snake and you're gonna love that snake just like you would love that other one and You'll have a good time learning about how to care for a snake. Now, getting into feeding and all that kind of stuff, that's a different monster. And I know I'm going long with this particular story, so I'm going to cut it off there. Um, but, hey, if you've got any questions about feeding, about caring for these snakes or whatever, man, make sure you give us a call. I mean, Erica might not say nothing about it, but, you know, hey, look, there's no discussions and we're a team. So just telling y'all that, I'll let us. And look forward to hearing your reptile stories. Peace.